All right. Good morning, Chapel Hill. Congratulations. Happy New Year. You got out of bed. You made it here this morning. Thanks for being with us. Um, all right. Welcome to our first family service of 2023. I see the bulk of our fullness is back there at the table. So well done, families. Way to go. Way to get your kids up. Uh, so kids back there at the tables, um, I got a little, little something for you to think about as we get going this morning. Um, I hope you had a really good Christmas. I want you to think about the things you got for Christmas. I want you to think about one new thing that you're really, really excited about that you've really been having fun with. And I want you to share with everybody that's at your table what that new thing is, what your favorite new thing is that you have from Christmas, okay? Uh, we're going to talk this morning about new things because it's New Year's Day. And so as I talk, I'm going to be talking about new things. And you have things at your tables that you can be working on related to the new year, to new things. So dive into some of those activities that are back there. There's some really cool stuff, and um, that will give you an idea of what it is I'm talking about as I talk about new things as well. Um, speaking of favorite gifts, I had to mention ours. Um, we got this game this year called Ransom Notes, and uh, it is this goofy game. It's the whole idea of the game is that you draw a card that says a specific category that you're talking about, and then each player has grabbed a, a stack of tiny little magnets, and each magnet has one word on it. So you have a pile of random words that you're working with. And based on that category or that question, you're going to make a what's going to look like a ransom note, because you know how with the ransom notes, they cut it out of a magazine or whatever and glue all these words together. Um, this, is, this is the whole premise behind this. You're making a statement in response to that. And so one of the ones that we did early on was um, send a message to, to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, right? And so you have to, with the words that you have, you have to make up a statement um, that, that you're, gonna, you're going to send to The Rock. Um, or it might be one of the other ones we did was um, the reason why you missed the last three, was it three years of work? Yeah, the last three years of work. What was your reason for missing the last three years of work? So you just work with the words you have and you put together this little message that says, this is why I missed the last three years of work. Now, it, it brings out all kinds of creativity. It brings out all kinds of weirdness. And it absolutely brings out like the lowest, this is the worst of who we are. It comes out in, in these statements that you make. Because um, as you look at all these words in front of you, it's so funny how the human brain works. Um, we are depraved. It's just sad. It's just really, it's a goofy game. But that was, that was fun. That was our, our fun new gift this year. All right, today is New Year's Day. And today... We give thanks for the past year, or sometimes we just go, oh my goodness, I'm glad this last year is over. Um, and we move on to a new year. We look ahead to another new year. The experiences that we've had over the years of celebrating New Year's are, are quite something. Um, I did that this year. I just thought back on all those different years that have passed and the, the different celebrations we've had, different things that have characterized the transition of years. Um, and lo and behold, my mind went way back because first I was going back to the fact that I'm 57 and when I was a kid, if I was celebrating New Year's, there's no way I would have even thought it was possible that we would get to a year that had 2023 as its number. Seems so far in the future. Um, but then my brain also went, oh yeah, remember Y2K? 
and all the craziness around that New Year's Eve, um, there were some absolutely insane things that happened during that time. But each year brings us something new. Every year brings something new. There's no avoiding that. Each new year brings us an opportunity to do something new, to add something new, to start something new. And we often try to think of something new to include in our lives at this time of the year, a new resolution, a new hobby, a new discipline, something like that. This morning, I simply want to remind us about some of the new things that we've already received that are meant to bring us gladness. Think of this as the after credit scene following our Christmas series that we called Rejoice. Let's look at things that bring us exceeding gladness, things that are new. What new things have we received, or better yet, what new things are we in the process of receiving because of the fact that we are God's children? There are lots of things to consider. We have a very generous Father, and He is always giving us new things. And I want to remind us of some of those things. So when we talk about the new things that He's given us, we're not talking about things that were new to us at some point, and now they're not new anymore. We're not talking about those things. We're talking about things that are new right now, things that have been new in the past, and things that will continually be new for us. First one that we're going to look at is the new life that we've been given. Look at what Paul wrote to the church in Romans chapter 6, verse 4. He says, We were buried therefore with him, with Jesus, by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Newness of life. That is a great example of what I mean when I say that, that these are things that are continuously new to us. It's not that they were new once, they're continuously new to us. Paul reminds us that we walk in, we are walking in the newness of life. This is ongoing. We're talking about life with God, which is now, which is in five minutes from now, it's always, it's ongoing, not life without God, that new life, life that lasts forever, not just 80 or 90 years, life filled with God's best, not just the world's best, a transformed life, not a conformed life, that's the life that we're talking about. In Ephesians 4, Paul also talks about this new life and says that we have put on the new self. We're new people living new lives, lives that are new every day as we're being transformed into the likeness of Jesus. We've traded in the old life for the new life. And I know some of us come from an old life that stands in sharp contrast to the new life. Maybe you know that overwhelming feeling of being delivered from darkness to light and you really experience that, you feel that. Maybe you're amazed at how different you are now. Some of us really don't see any shocking difference, stunning difference between our old life and this new life, except for the fact that every day there is newness of life. But that in itself is looking back. What we can all do is we can all look ahead to see the newness of what's coming. 
No matter what our past holds, the gift of life is something that we all share as followers of Jesus Christ. And it's new every day. We're being changed day by day. We're being transformed into the likeness of Jesus. We're being sanctified. The earthly is becoming holy day by day, moment by moment. Now there's a reason that we have a plant as our logo here at Chapel Hill Church. Um, not just because I'm into agriculture. That's not the reason we have this plant as our logo. It's because plants grow. We chose a plant to print on our bulletins, to publish on our website, in our newsletter, on social media, and everything else, even on our walls here in the building. It's there to remind us that we are constantly changing, constantly being made new. That's happening in us. That's why the plant um, so let me relate it to something else here. When we stream things at home from our phone to our TV, uh, we usually start out staring at some picture on the screen, uh, the random picture that came up with that app, right, that, that's up there. And we're, we look at these interesting places and these interesting pictures, and then we debate, like, where is that? Where is that picture that was, that was on the screen there? And we usually get it wrong. We try to guess where it was taken, where that place might be in the world now recently a picture of some bamboo came up on our screen as we opened the phone and went to stream something. And we got talking about all the things that you can do with bamboo. And I was just sharing how I used to grow bamboo when I lived in Haiti and I taught others to grow it because this is a plant that is extremely useful. You can do all kinds of things with it. And so we, just, we got talking about bamboo and it reminded me of the incredible nature of Chinese bamboo. Here's a plant that you can start in the soil, but it's going to do something very unusual while it's in the soil. Chinese bamboo will grow for five years under the soil before it pops through the, the, the surface of the ground up into the light. Five years. It's really easy to think that the seed that you planted just died and it's done. Nothing happened. You failed. But there's a lot going on underneath the soil. It's not like that. The, the plant is developing roots and it's storing energy so that after that five years of development under the soil, it's going to explode onto the scene. And this is what I mean by explode onto the scene. Chinese bamboo, once it breaks the soil can grow as fast as 90 feet in five weeks. That's what it can do. It spent five years building up all that energy and developing roots and being ready for this, and then all of a sudden, it takes off like crazy. It's a fascinating plant. This is a great reminder to us that no matter what we might think, that plant is growing. It's becoming something new every day, even under the soil. You and I, church, are being made new every day. You and I are becoming someone new every day. That's the new life that we've received. Um, an hour from now, you and I will be new people. And this is something that we have to accept, something we've got to allow to sink in. And rather than being Simply one hour closer to dying, we're going to be one hour closer to Jesus because he is going to continue doing in the next hour the work that he has started doing in us. We are going to grow. We are going to constantly change. 
Sometimes that work is very visible to others. Sometimes he's working below the surface, and maybe it's not quite as visible. But whatever the case, we are walking in the newness of life that Paul wrote about. That is an ongoing experience for us. To the church in Ephesus, Paul wrote this. Um, and you can see just how important this new life is to Paul. And it should be part of our daily reality as well. Paul said in Colossians 3 verses 9 and 10, Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. This is an ongoing daily process, this life, this transformation. God is giving us something new every single day, every hour. And then, wait for it, there's more newness coming in this new life. And spoiler alert, it's going to be better than the best Christmas ever. It's going to be better than every Christmas and birthday combined. Peter saw this in 2 Peter 3.13. This is what he wrote. He said, but according to his, God's promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells, in which everything is going to be the way it was meant to be. This will be something new that our, our brains can't even fully comprehend right now. The Bible talks about all the new that's coming when Jesus returns and God moves his kingdom here as he redeems our world. So do this. Think of your favorite or best sky moment. Okay? Maybe it's a shooting star that you saw. Maybe it was the northern lights, the blood moons, a really cool sunrise or sunset. There's a new heavens coming, one that will make our current heavens look bland. Think of your favorite park, vacation spot, animal, river, lake, tree, flower, all going to be restored to their originally intended form and beauty. All of it's coming, all awaiting the return of Jesus to make everything new again as he's doing in us moment by moment. You know what else will be new? Living in this redeemed world with God. Face to face with God. And I'll take that. As I grow closer to him in our relationship, he shows me something new about himself regularly. I'm living in that newness of life right now and awaiting that newness of God's plan being fully restored one day, fully realized. When it is, and Jesus returns, and the kingdom comes to earth to take up permanent residence here, there's something else that's new that we'll receive. And this really encourages me. The Bible gives us another spoiler in Revelation chapter 2, verse 17 says, to the one who conquers, I will give some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone with a new name written on the stone that no one knows except the one who receives it. God says that we're going to be given a new name. There are new bodies coming with fully redeemed and restored minds and emotions and wills. We'll be who we were created to be and our eternal father will then give us a new name to go with our new perfected selves. 
Church, let all of this newness bring you gladness. This is something to rejoice about exceedingly. There's more than just a new year happening right now. The Bible tell us of, tells us of other new things that are ours, like the new thing that's revealed in Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 and 23. And this is what it says. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Now, in spite of this book, the book of Lamentations being a eulogy of sorts in response to the desolation of Jerusalem, Jeremiah wrote of God's mercies in these verses. So, what was he saying? What did he mean? By God's mercies. Well, mercies is another word for God's displays of loving kindness. His displays of loving kindness. Every new day, God has some new display of his loving kindness for us. So appropriate for today. Imagine if you were to make a New Year's resolution... It goes something like this. Every day in 2023, I will show my wife some new display of loving kindness. Or every day in 2023, I will show my husband, my son, my daughter, mother, father, grandchild, neighbor, co-worker, classmate, church family, community, some new display of loving kindness. Pretty ambitious. What if we committed to one new display of loving kindness to someone every day? And not just to those who deserve something. Not to get something in return. What if we offered some new display of loving kindness to someone every day simply to reflect the image of the one whose displays of loving kindness towards his people are new every morning. There's one more category of new things that we have that I want to focus on before we move to sharing communion together and acknowledging what new thing we received with that beautiful sacrament. Um, let me set this category up this way. Um, I am a music lover of sorts. Um, I can't claim to be someone who knows volumes and volumes of music trivia. That's not me. That's not what I mean. I just love music. Um, my kind of music, not all music. I'm not going to ruin your New Year's Day by stating what kinds of music I can't stand. But I do like new music. I like hearing, discovering new things. I'm an alternative music fan, and so... One of the radio stations I listen to is 89.3 The Current. Um, any fans of The Current out there? Oh, that's good. I was going to say I love you more than the rest of the people in the room, but I won't do that. <laughs> they do a great job of showcasing new music on that radio station. I get to hear all kinds of new things. I hear some new song. And I head off to Napster or someplace and I dig into that band, whatever new band I've heard and their music, I just get into it. Um, during the Christmas season, my most listened to Christmas playlist was called the Indie Christmas. Um, it was made up of, of musicians who aren't signed to a major record label. These are mostly independent musicians. I had a great time with that. I love new stuff. Um, I recently heard a band on The Current that caught my attention. The band was called The Talk. 
um, and I especially love them because they're from Canada. Um, it was a great, great new band for me. And so let me open up an idea for us that if you're like me at all, you probably have never, ever considered this. The Psalms are full of invitations for us to sing a new song to God. And that is a quite literal encouragement. Let me just read you a couple of examples of what we're told. And you can just listen to these. From Psalm 96, verses 1 to 6, it says this. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. This theme of singing to the Lord is all over the Psalms. You'll find it in all kinds of places. And it's found elsewhere too. Like in Isaiah chapter 42 Verses 10 to 13, where it says, Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise from the end of the earth. You who go down to the sea and all that fills it, the coastlands and their inhabitants, let the desert and its cities lift up their voice. The villages that Kedar inhabits, let the inhabitants, inhabitants of Salab sing for joy. Let them shout from the top of the mountains. Let them give glory to the Lord and declare his praise in the coastlands. The Lord goes out like a mighty man, like a man of war. He stirs up the sea. He stirs up, sorry, he stirs up his zeal. He cries out. He shouts aloud. He shows himself mighty among his foes. So let me ask you this. Have you ever taken up God on his invitation to sing a new song? Or is this something that's best left for pros like Kyle and our amazing worship team? Let them do it. I mean, let's be honest. I, I have tried writing a new song. The song that I was attempting to write made it very clear to me that I was trespassing. <laughs> I had no business being in the songwriting realm. Well, let me make two things abundantly clear. First of all, this invitation is not just for the musically gifted, the pitch-perfect few. This invitation was extended to every single one of us. God invites us to respond to who he is. A joyful noise, an instrument played, whatever it might be, the passage in Isaiah even says that we can shout point is that we're invited by God to respond. He wants to hear from us. And God is not Simon Cowell. He will never judge us for what we bring to him. If all the things about God that are declared, even just in the Psalms, are true, and they are, there's a response in us that wants out. A word, a tear, a smile, an emotion that comes to the surface, a victory cry, a fist in the air, a high five, a scream, 
a whisper, some kind of expression that lets God know that he got through to us. We see him, we see who he is and what he's done, and we can't help but express something in response. And the Psalms show us clearly that this new song doesn't always depend on our ability to come up with some original material. It's not the point. God is the point. Psalm 40 verses 1 to 3 says this. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Did you catch that? He put a new song in my mouth. God did. He doesn't wait for us to come up with something original and clever, catchy, impressive. God knows what he's done for us. And he wants so badly to connect with us on the level of he's our father and we're his children. That he doesn't ever judge us for not coming up with some kind of response that's worthy of him. He gives us the response. He even gives us a new song. God desires to meet us, Chapel Hill, in a heavenly exchange. He gives, we receive, we respond, and if we ask, he'll even give us the response. That response is yet another new thing that God has for us. He is so worthy of a response, isn't he? So respond. And believe me, I'm talking to myself again here. No finger pointing, no guilt trip. I need to respond. He wants a response from me. He wants a response from every one of us. My God has done so much for me. He is so much to me. If I know this, and I have no excuses, I do know this. What's left is for me to ask him for a new song. Ask him to create in me a new response to him that's worthy of him. A response that's humble, grateful, genuine, passionate. A response that acknowledges him first and everything else second. A response that's personal and unique to me. A response that perfectly fits the thing that he's doing for me in this moment. A new song. So let's step back for a moment as we wrap this up. Today is January 1st, 2023. It is a new year. The year ahead holds limitless potential. So what new things are you going to focus on in the coming year? Is it the new life that we're living? Maybe we need to commit this year to fully embracing the newness of life that God has given us. Maybe we need to ask him to create new things in us this year and then pursue some of the things that God's given us in his word that show us what he wants to do in us. 
Things like surrender, obedience, dependence on him. Things like gratitude, agape love, an impact on the people around us. Maybe it's as simple as saying, God, more of Jesus in 2023 and less of me. Maybe this year needs to focus on reflecting the image of the one who created us and displaying loving kindness daily like he does for us. Maybe our focus needs to be on our response to God this year. Maybe we start the year by asking God for a new song. Keep your resolutions. I mean, I still want to lose the weight. I want to stop wasting time. I want to be more intentional with my wife and my kids. I'm going to keep pursuing those things. But I know that God's walking with me into this new year. He is giving me new life all the time. He has new loving kindness for me every day. He has a new song for me. In Isaiah 43 verses 18 and 19, God says through the prophet Isaiah, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? God is doing a new thing in me. God is doing a new thing in you. Join him in what he's doing this year. Connect with him in what he's doing in 2023. I'm going to invite our worship team to come up now as we prepare to share communion together. Many, many years before Jesus came, through the prophet Jeremiah, God spoke of a new covenant that he was making with his people. Another new thing for us to consider. This is what God said through Jeremiah. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel, with his people, after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And when Jesus took the weight of the sin of the world to the cross, he reminded us that he was bringing in this new covenant And this covenant was sealed in his blood, the blood of the new covenant. As you come to the table this morning, remember that God is doing new things for you. He is doing new things in you and it is happening all the time. He gave us a new covenant He gives us new life. His mercies are new every morning and he invites us to sing a new song to him. A response to who he is and all that he's done. If you're at one of the tables in the back, the elements of communion are there on the table. Get those in front of you and when you are ready, just kind of lead your table through taking communion together. Those of you who are sitting up here, the elements are up front. During the next uh, couple of songs here, feel free when you're ready to just get up, come to the front, get the elements, take them back to your seat or wherever you want to be. And when you're ready, take those elements on your own or as a couple, as a family, with friends, whatever it might be. But in all of this, as you do, church, let's remember that God is doing something new in us. 
that newness is ongoing all the time. There is far more than just the start of a new year that's taking place today. You and I are being renewed. We're being transformed. And there's no way that could happen without what Jesus did on the cross. Through his death and his resurrection, we were given new life. And we live in the reality of that newness of life every day. Remember that his loving kindness towards you is new every single morning, every day when you wake up. Wake up with confidence that God has some new display of loving kindness available to you. You don't have to look far to see it. And God invites us to sing to him a new song. If that new song isn't just flowing naturally out of you, ask him to put a new song in you. He'll do it. It's a lot to keep in mind and to keep in our hearts as we come and share communion together this morning. We have a lot to be thankful for and we have a lot to rejoice over as we look forward to another year as God's children, in God's presence, a part of God's family, God's church, as we together anticipate the return of Jesus Christ and the arrival of God's kingdom here on earth. Let's pray now as we prepare to share communion together. And as we come before God this morning, just bring to him whatever it is that he's laid on your heart and mind right now that you're going to focus on. What new thing that he gives us, that he gives you, are you going to focus on in the year ahead. Commit that to him right now. Father, I thank you this morning that you have given us so many new things. well beyond the material provision that you do, well beyond what we can see and touch. I thank you for the life that you've given us and for the beautiful reality that that life is new all the time. Daily we are being renewed, we are being restored, we are being redeemed. We are becoming new people in you all the time. I thank you for that this morning. And I ask, Father, that in the year ahead, for us as a church, that you would put a new song in our mouths. That in 2023, Chapel Hill Church would take their praise of you to a whole new level. That one life upon another 
we would offer up to you a new song because of who you are and all that you've done, that we would respond to you in a new way. That praising you would fill our our mouths, our hearts, our minds, our actions, our lives. It would just pour out of every aspect of who we are. pray that in the year ahead we as a church would be well aware of the new thing that you're doing in us that we would join you in that that we would celebrate that together that we would surrender ourselves to that thank you father that we are here together as those who have been given new life that new life came because of what Jesus has done. So as we come this morning, please receive our gratitude, our praise, our rejoicing over what Jesus has done for us, what you have done for us through Jesus. Thank you for sending him. Thank you for his body. Thank you for his blood. Thank you for the new covenant you have given us, the reality that you are the one who directly writes your will, your law on our hearts and on our minds. This morning we come to the table with gratitude because we didn't deserve any of this. So thank you. Thank you for our lives, for our new lives. For that beautiful reality that one day the work will be done and we will receive a white stone with a name written on it that only we will know. It's a name that you have in store for just us. Thank you for all of who you are and all that you've done. Meet us at the table this morning, Father. We're yours. We give you the year ahead in our personal lives, in our life as a church, in the name of the one who made this newness of life possible, in the name of Jesus Christ, your son. Amen.